Welcome to Firefox News Online, the world's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules apply. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated in the chat room at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online. States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now, America. It is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Sick, diseased minds. They're the only ones that would think of doing this insane criminal action against children. What am I talking about? It seems the state of California is going to be lenient on sex offenders. The subject of my talking points tonight, how the sick and depraved politicians are helping the sick and depraved. Now, you might wonder why the state of California is sometimes referred to as the land of fruits and nuts. Some folks call it that because of the 
Well, the unfortunate side of their society, the nutty people, those who would do sick and depraved things like oral and anal sex with a child. Yes, child molestation, child rape. That's what I call it. That's what it should be referred to as in this bill. But unfortunately, they kind of went a little up and over. And I only came across this item today thanks to an email. But this bill was introduced back in 2019. Now, I know there are some sick motherfuckers in this world, but for politicians to actually want to help these sick and depraved son-of-a-bitches is really unbelievable. You see, the California legislature passed this bill reducing the penalties for oral and anal sex with willing children. Uh, They're still children, okay? And this is what really bothers me. I'm going to tell you all about this in a little while. I've got the article in question, and I've got the bill in question. Believe me, this is sick. I know California has some very weird people. They're politicians. But I can't believe in good conscience that they would pass a bill that would endanger a child's safety, health, and well-being. I mean, there's got to be a fine line somewhere. You can't exactly, uh, I don't know, go and pass a bill like this and not realize later that maybe this is a bad idea. But by the time you say that, it's already been signed into law and it's already too fucking late. So in the grand scheme of things, the California legislature passed a bill basically giving pedophiles, fucking pedophiles, a loophole. This is not only sick and depraved, but it's out of this fucking world nuts. Look, I've dealt with a lot of insane shit over the years, and I've read a lot of insane shit on this broadcast. But this one takes the proverbial fucking cake. How do you justify a bill like this, California? How do you justify something this gross, okay, this sick? I mean, I know that you have some deviants, child pedophiles, child rapists, you know, that sort of thing. And I know you have uh, people that, you know, try to justify this kind of life. But are you... Really that sure you wanted to put this bill out there, to pass a bill that endangers the safety, well-being, the very life of a child. Now, you must have been sure because you did it. You passed it. It's already passed. And if Gavin Newsom signs this fucking thing, he's a sick, depraved motherfucker and should not be voted back into office. Because what this bill does is it basically gives these pedophiles, as I said, a loophole. It puts them in a position where they can actually do a lot more harm and get away with it in some cases. I'm no legal expert, and I sure the fuck don't want to profess to be one when I'm not. I would venture to guess there would have to be somewhere in this country listening to this right now and saying to themselves, holy shit, California's gone completely off the rails this time, and there is no turning back. There's no returning from the brink of something this depraved. I want to see murderers, rapists, pedophiles off the streets permanently. I don't want them on the streets. They're deviant, 
sick motherfuckers with an absolute bloodlust for what they do. Okay? There is no way around that. Murderers get a thrill off of the kill. Rapists think it's great to rape and will be doing it again and again if they think they can get away with it. Then there's the pedophile. They don't give two shits what the law really says as long as they get their rocks off with a child. That's sick. I'm sorry. You people in California voted this stupid fucking legislature into their positions. Now you're getting hit with laws that are deviant, sick, and depraved. And the governor signs this, or if he has already signed it, that motherfucker needs to go in California. You need to step up to the plate and get him out of office. Put someone in there that has a fucking brain, preferably someone who's not a Democrat, because the Democrats are the ones that are signing off on this kind of crap. So what's it going to be, California? What's it going to be? Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend this broadcast globally on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. All right, America, we're here, live, large, and in charge, as always, from the studios in the Hudson Valley. And, of course, that means you uh, came to the right place. A hearty howdy-do to uh, Gunslinger and to Mike in Louisiana, who cannot chat in the chat room because he blew his chance. I see him on the uh, soft on the Mixler software. And of course, watching by way of Periscope.tv, hopefully, is Cherokee Rose. All right. Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. And we are rocking and rolling tonight. Yeah, California kind of pissed me off with that bill. Uh, Let me give you a sampling of what this bill has in it. It, uh, And it shouldn't surprise anybody, really. Okay? It really shouldn't surprise anyone that the California legislature would put this bill out there. All right? It was introduced by uh, it was introduced by Senator Weiner. Is it Weiner or Weiner? Any relation to that Weiner asshole from from here in New York? Gee, I wonder. January eighteenth of two thousand nineteen, they they introdu- he introduced this bill. It is State Bill 145, and it has to do with the sex offenders registration. Existing law, now this is what it says, existing law, the Sex Offender Registration Act, requires a person convicted of one of 
certain crimes as specified to register with law enforcement as a sex offender while residing in California or while attending school or working in California as specified. A willful failure to register as required by the act is a, and this is, this is what gets confusing, it's either a misdemeanor or a felony. They, they kind of, what? A misdemeanor for a sex offender. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. That's pretty much what a felony is, too, I'm sure. Uh, but they say depending on the underlying offense, this bill would exempt, listen carefully, I'll say that again, this bill would exempt from mandatory registration under the Act a person convicted of certain offenses involving minors if the person is not more than 10 years old. 10 years, excuse me, more than 10 years older than the minor. And if that offense is the only one requiring the person to register. So basically, if the, if the sex offender is 20 and the child is 10, what, it's okay to... to, to do... God, I can't even bring myself to say this shit because it's so sick. It's unbelievable. But let's face the reality, folks. Yeah. They passed this shit. Now there's a little more I'm gonna put I'm gonna put out there. All right. And it's a little more descriptive. Every person described in subdivision C for the rest of the person's life while residing in California or while attending school or working in California, as described in sections 290.002 and 290.01, shall register with the chief of police of the city in which the person is residing or the sheriff of the county if the person is residing in an unincorporated area or city that has no police department, and additionally with the chief of police of a campus of the University of California, the California State University or community college, if the person is residing upon the campus or in any of its facilities within five working days of coming into or changing the person's residence within any city, county or city and county. Okay, that's confusing. Of course, then again, I'm no legal expert. I'm not a lawyer. Shit, I know I've got I've got friends who are lawyers. But let's put let me put something out there, folks. You know what? I'm going to put this in the Mixler chat room. Yeah. 
And anyone that comes to the Mixler chat room uh, will be able to look at it, of course. But in a nutshell, this gives pedophiles a fucking loophole to get away with their crimes. Well, Cherokee Rose, watching by way of Periscope.tv, says, wow, unbelievable, sick people making the laws. Um, They're Democrats. Need I say more? Now, of course, you know, there, there, there has to be, I would say, probably someone out there with an ounce of brains <clears throat> that uh, would look at this bill and, and say, are they insane? Have they lost their fucking minds? You know? And, uh, hopefully, somebody watching would sit there and go, you've got to be shitting me. So what 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 is it about California? I mean, what are they thinking? What kind of of sick, twisted, depraved motherfucker would write a bill like this that would give these pedophile freaks a loophole, a legal means to rape a child? Unbelievable. And all I can say is, yikes. So, maybe people should just consider voting Gavin Newsom out voting the Democrats in the legislature out and then get some people in there that, in my opinion, would protect the children from this kind of legislative bullshit. Okay? It's really that simple. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that whoever the sick motherfuckers are that signed off on this shit, well, they need to uh, 
They need to. They need to. Uh, they need to go. They they got to be gone. And uh, it's not. It's not rocket science. You know, you're either, I don't know, look, I'm a conservative. I have fought to protect children from pedophiles. I've seen what a pedophile's sick, depraved mentality is all about because I know kids who have been through that mill, okay? They've been down that road. They've been there, done that. And not for anything, but Somebody definitely needs to uh, do something about this bill. Seriously. All right. Maybe it's just my imagination. But maybe, just maybe, there are people out there who need to uh, be reminded that if you decide you're going to Oh, I don't know, be a sick son of a bitch, then you need to be voted out of office. Anything happens to, let me tell you something right now. Anything happens to children in California as a direct result of this bill being passed, that should tell the parents in California. That should tell every person in California who works with children who tries to protect children. These Democrat sick, twisted fucks need to be voted out. And maybe they should go to jail right along with the pedophile motherfuckers that did their deviant actions to a child with. It's real simple. It's really that simple. At least 
That's the way I see it. Now, you could, you could, you know, there are those in the Democratic side who will make an argument of it and say, oh, but they've served their time. They, they don't, they shouldn't have to suffer. Well, how about the kids that they've hurt? How about the kids they've hurt? Think about that. That would be my counter. Joy at every code. <laughs> Goodbye. One four. We know who you are. Done. That's me. Two one four. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's why I said we know who you are. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. I did. I've been one of those rare moods. My sinuses are dripping all over the place. Jeez. Uh, you ever had one of those days where allergies just love to kick? 208 area code, what the hell do you want? Uh, I'm sorry. No, nothing. Good. Bye. Have a fun time. Don't call again. Incredible. You don't take their call. You, you, you hang up on them. That should tell them we're not taking your call. But they try again anyway. <sighs> Unbelievable. When I hang up on someone, that's their that's that tell tell them right there, he's not taking my call. Okay. So if you get hung up on, that means I'm not taking your call. So what do you think of this this whole shit and shebang with, with the legislature of California putting this shit up? <laughs> well, coming from California, my famous line, it doesn't surprise me. Okay. Um, when you have those people like that and you have Hollyweird that produces the smut films and the pornographic and all these great, wonderful things. And and I brought this up a couple of years ago that, you know, it's just as sick as, you know, I think it's in um, San Francisco. San Francisco. They have a festival out there every year. Somewhere in a gay community or whatever it is. They openly cater what? to music. Yeah, they're there in the radio. Yeah, they're there in my broadcast. Thank you. Anyway. Uh, Anyway, what I was saying is that these idiots, you know, they have to get I can't hear you. I'm singing the music. You up? What about now? Is that better? 
Yeah, now I can hear you better. All right. Well, like I was saying, they have this festival out there in, in San Francisco where, you know, gay men openly fuck each other and suck each other off. And there's families standing there watching. I've seen the pictures. Sick bastards, okay? Actual families. The husband, the wife, two kids. And they're sitting there watching this shit, okay? So does that surprise me that these people do this kind of sick bastard shit? No. <laughs> Should it? Uh, no. Particular state? I mean, I, it's you sit there and you got to scratch your head like, um, what the fuck's going on? Uh, you know, what's wrong with these people? Well, number one, it's California. Number two, it's fucking liberal California. And number three, they're a bunch of immoral, sick, evil bastards. Did I leave anything out? Good. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, just when I thought California couldn't possibly get any dumber, that they pull a stunt like this. And this bill, like I said before, was, was introduced in January of 2019. So what, you know... They've been wanting to put this on the books for more than a year, for almost two years. I'm sorry, but that's that's just disgusting. Two eight one three. I'm not taking your call. Goodbye. Get the hint. Take, take, buy a vowel, get a clue. If I hang up on you, you're not being brought on. So why waste your time? Nine two nine. I'm not answering your call. So stop trying. Well, see, there's another level of stupidity. They can't take. They can't see that you know you're hanging up on them, and you just said obviously they're listening, uh, but they keep doing it. Stupid does as stupid does, doesn't. It? There's your proof. Yep. The the irony of it is, they think they're they're getting they're they're doing this. Oh, well, I'm thinking about it. I, this this ain't funny, but it's, I put it in the FFNO. Uh, this happened here in Dallas, or up there around the Dallas area that uh, this lady was using this bottle of hand sanitizer, okay, and it blew oh, up shit. on her. It blew what? up on her. It blew oh, up on her. Yeah, she's in the hospital with almost... Yeah, it's almost... I mean, she's in the hospital with almost third-degree burns. Yeah? Oh, shit. Hand Ooh, sanitizer. Blew Yeah. She was lighting a candle, and I guess she had the bottle too close to it, and it went booming. Damn near caught her house on fire. Look at the pictures. Look at the pictures. I will. She barely made it. 813 area code. I hung up on you because I'm not taking your call. Stop trying. Take a hint. All right? Goodbye. What the fuck? I've got a long laundry list of fucking numbers, and that's one, and that's on the list. <clears throat> I 
let's see here. <clears throat> now let me see. I have to do something about my sinuses. They're being a pain in my rear end today. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Texas woman severely burned. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this. this <clears throat> I hate auto start fucking videos. They're a pain in the balls. They really are. Try and do something and it covers up your fucking mouth. Speak no evil. Okay. Uh, to the caller whose block number is blocked, I do not take block numbers. Sorry. Uh, let me see. I'll just put the audio in play on that one. It'll auto start, so. It'll auto start, so. Uh-oh. Excuse me a second. It'll, it is going to be a doubling effect of my audio. And tonight, a mom from Round Rock, here Austin, is warning others after she says a bottle of hand sanitizer exploded. She's recovering in the ICU after she says her hand sanitizer caught fire while she was trying to light a candle, leaving her with severe burns. David Gonzalez has more on what happened, and we want to warn you, some of the images you're about to see may be too graphic for some. Kate White considers herself alive. Kate says on Sunday she had put on hand sanitizer that she keeps around to protect herself and three daughters from coronavirus before her life changed forever. It can be something as small as lighting a candle because the hand sanitizer, it just lit my whole, everywhere I had hand sanitizer on my hand, it just lit my whole hand with fire. Kate says the flames made contact with the off-brand sanitizer bottle and it exploded. And it obviously went all over my face and in like a matter of five seconds, my whole body was just consumed in flame. She says while her two youngest daughters ran to neighbors to get help, she managed to get her burning clothes off of her and pulled her disabled daughter and pets out of the house. Round Rock Fire Department is investigating the cause of the fire, but Kate's friend Catherine in Houston warns others about buying off-brand products. We look to stores we trust like Amazon to purchase the products that we need to protect ourselves and our families. Catherine has launched a GoFundMe to help Kate with medical expenses. Kate hopes by raising awareness, others will stay out of harm's way. And it's something that you never want your kids to see, you know, like you're just being up in flames. So I think that part kind of killed me just because it's something I never wanted them to have to go through. David Gonzalez, KHRU 11. All right. Excuse me a second. I don't know what's going to happen with this one, but I'll do. I'll try it anyway. Three four seven area code. You get. Go ahead. Try it. See. You hung up. Goodbye. Fuck you. <laughs> Pick 
picked up his mic and he hung up. But that's another number added to the to this list to the growing list. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah, wow. Hand sanitizer. Well, the hand sanitizer has a certain percentage of alcohol in it. What fucking percent was in that bottle to to set it on fire like that? Yeah, that is strange because, yeah, it does have alcohol in it. Sure, that's what makes hand sanitizer sanitize is the alcohol. But alcohol doesn't explode, okay? It'll burn. Yeah, it'll burn. You ever heard of alcohol stove? I'm sure you use that when you've gone camping before. You know, those little cans of alcohol heat stuff? That's alcohol. But it doesn't explode like that. Wow, I thought... Man, in the right place, the wrong time, or the wrong time at the right place. <laughs> or <Poor> girl. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, my God, I, I didn't even look at the the. Vi- I wasn't looking at the video, you know, to see what um, block callers. I don't take three, four, seven. You're not coming back. I hung up on you. This time you don't you don't try again. If I hang up on you, listen to me, fuckheads. If I hang up on you, that means you're not getting on. You're being told to leave it alone. So if you're smart, you won't waste your time. All right. Okay. I'm dead serious. You're just wasting your time. So anyway, you know, I'm going to uh, mute the audio on it because I want to take a look. They they said how how the the image the images looked. So I'll take a look at the images and see what we got here. Of course, I'm going to have to advance them. Ouch and ouch. Yeah. Oh, how? I'm looking at, you know, her her legs, her, her arm, her face. What company, what brand sanitizer did she use? E for explosive, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Damn. Well, th- this this is this is insane. It really is, because when you look at something like that, you look at what, what you know at how it burned her so badly. You know, I mean, 
and they want us to use hand sanitizer. Right? Seriously? They're not getting the message. See, they're not getting the message. Hand sanitizers have alcohol in them. Unbelievable. Did you see the did you see the picture of where the I guess the maybe the table was or whatever? It actually caught it on fire. Okay, and just yes, didn't just burn on the surface. Yeah, see that one? Wow. No, those were burnt, they were burned to a char. Yeah. They were burned to a char. Um To look at that, you know, and to see that level of um, of wow, and she's and <clears throat> I mean, she's very fortunate that it wasn't worse than it was. She's very fortunate it was not worse than it was. Oh, okay, not taking it. So. I think what we're dealing with is probably an issue that should be looked at uh, because who approves hand sanitizer for use? What government agency? Whatever the government agency is, they need to turn around and they need to investigate this thoroughly because whatever because the company that made this hand sanitizer obviously uh needs to be they, they need to during the yeah tongue tie the ingredients that go in the, you know what goes into hand sanitizer they need to look at did did they put up did they send did they ship a whole shitload of this stuff out with more alcohol than it should have had in it Six four six. What? You're gone. Have a nice day. You make an interesting light bulb. Thanks for calling. Don't call again. Believe that shit. I said six four six area code. Go, and he goes what? You're calling into a fucking radio show. Well, he's not gonna he's not gonna be allowed back. I don't I don't need I got plenty of light bulbs. I don't need any more. <laughs> All right. But yeah, no. Um, I I can't believe that uh, this woman uh, now has to face. Probably uh, skin grafts and everything else, and uh, it's it's and she's a mother. No, she's a mother. She's got two children. Well, if you look at the picture before before if you before the accident, she's a hot little she's a hot babe. <laughs> and to do that, oof, wow, terrible. Four two five and five one seven. I'm not taking calls at this time, or from you, I should say. Goodbye.
what really bothers me about this is, you know, I'm look, I'm a volunteer fireman. December will be 39 years as a volunteer. Uh, I've seen burns, bad ones, so bad that it was hard to look at. But you knew you had to, you, know, you had to get help for this person. You know. The sad reality is when the burns are so severe that they're life-threatening, that's when you come to the realization. You know, you look at this person and you say to yourself, I'm not a doctor. I can't say whether they will survive or not. And if someone asks me that question, if someone walks up to me and says, are they going to be okay? Are they going to live? And I'm just going to have to look at them and say, I don't know. Because I don't know. The, the harsh reality is, Gunslinger, these kind of burns can be very devastating. Uh, the kind of burns that she has, uh, obviously that, that's going to that's gonna be a long road to travel. But um, I, think, I think at the end of the day, you know, there are people out there, Gunslinger, what in the heck are you doing? Nothing, I don't think. Because I'm hearing a lot of scraping, dragging. And... Oh, I was just scraping a bug off my screen here, and it must have brushed across the mic opening. Uh, like I heard the scrape there, and it was like, ah. Look, the, 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 the irony of this Okay, the basic irony of this is when it comes to this hand sanitizer stuff, now, after seeing this, I don't know if I want to keep using hand sanitizer or not. Just don't get around any flames. I guess. Yeah. Dude, I'm a smoker. Oh, light cigarettes with a lighter, okay? I have an open flame lighting a cigarette. (laughs) I can just see it now. Go to light the cigarette. My hands go up and go up in flames, and I'd be looking at them, going, "Great way to light a cigarette, but it hurts like hell." Uh, yeah, I know. I, I mean, I joke a lot. Don't, don't take this the wrong way, ladies and gentlemen. I do joke a lot. But what it comes down to is this. You know, um, if hand sanitizer is that dangerous, because I'll tell you right now, I could look at you know, like that. I don't even have my, my hand sanitizer here on the desk. Hmm. But I've I've read the labels. I've read the labels time and again. And uh, 517, not taking calls. 302, not taking calls. At least from you. One of the, the sad realities is that on the label, it doesn't say anything about risk of it doesn't say 
Do not use near open flame. It doesn't say uh, highly flammable. It's not on there. At least none of the labels I've looked at. No kidding. Wow. <laughs> Nothing in there that says it might be flammable or don't use near open flame or anything like that? No. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna, I just took my headset off. I switched to the uh, slide view. I'm going to step away from the, from the desk here. Trust me. Handheld microphone. Because I know where the hand sanitizer is. That Let's see here. i got to turn my game up on this. Can you hear me okay, Gun? Yeah. Okay. So, I think I know where I put it, in the bedroom. Now, let's see. According to the label here, oh, wow, I, I got to put my reading glasses on. Oh, and yes, the hand sanitizer I, that I have is made in the USA. Hopefully, the one she used was made in China, and then she could sue China for all it's worth. All right. Here goes nothing. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Cheaters. Would help if I had my glasses on, right? Because they're also my reading glasses. Okay. You know, like that. I still can't see it clear. insurance plan, a set of magnifiers. It might actually do better than... Oh, definitely much better. Okay, active ingredients. Ethanol, ethyl alcohol, 70%. 70% alcohol in, in, these hand, in this hand sanitizer that I have. Lit to an open flame, it could probably burn for a while. Okay. Warnings. This one actually says flammable. T 
keep away from fire or flame. Damn. Well, some of the ones I read didn't have that. Go figure. Yeah. Folks, read the labels carefully. If it says flammable on it, trust me, do not have an open flame or anything like that near the stuff. Look what happened to this lady in Texas. Look at what happened to her. All right? It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out. All right. So let's move right along here. Now you know we we, we took, I was I brought up the uh, mayor uh, Wheeler. Now he has to move out his condo. Well, guess what? St. <clears throat> Louis, Missouri, St. Louis Mayor Lida Prusen flees home at, over repeated protests. Our neighbors were being threatened. Yeah, get a look at this, folks. This is it's, it, 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 there's a ripple effect happening now. St. Louis Mayor Lida Crusen, a Democrat, revealed this week that she and her husband and her husband have relocated over repeated protests outside of their residence. In a Wednesday statement, the St. Louis Post Dispatch, Crusen said, "We have not lived at home too much." Due to demonstrations in July and August, we did it to de-escalate the situation, to save police resources, and importantly, because our neighbors were being disturbed and threatened. I ran for this job. My neighbors did not, she told the paper. The revelation comes as, comes as ongoing protests and violent unrest in downtown Portland and outside Mayor Ted Wheeler's upscale condo building have forced him to move. The demonstration that began late Monday and extended to Tuesday fell on Wheeler's 58th birthday and featured shiny golden alphabet balloons that protesters used to spell out an expletive. I wonder which expletive spelled out. I'd love to know. <laughs> uh, they sang on the street outside the mayor's building, some wearing party hats, and the fire was set with a bundle of newspapers in a store housed on the ground floor 
of Wheeler's building. There were no reports of major damage or injuries. Seven two four, go. Yep, you're done. Thank you. So, Mayor Cruson of St. Louis and her husband had to move. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler had to move. <laughs> and now, I'm starting to wonder, these are both Democrats. I'm wondering, does the, does the phrase, karma's a bitch, ring a bell, Gunslinger? Kind of sounds like it. Yeah, kind of sounds like it. I mean, you know, they're getting a little taste of their own medicine, which is good. I hope they do. I'm glad that they are having to move and being forced out because of their stupidity. This is what stupidity brings you, okay, is look at what you have to do, okay, because your fucking neighbors hate you because of what what you've done to their city. I mean, if I was as the people of that of that city, I'd be I'd be getting pitchforks out, okay, literally. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I I think the um, the irony is, you know, the Democrats they agreed to, um, you know, they, they they decided to defund the police or tie their hands so that they you know and tell them. Don't interfere with the peaceful protesters. Um, look what they're getting for, the, for, for their efforts. They think that they're going to be rewarded for their efforts. The only thing they're, they, yeah, they're getting their rewards all right, and their neighbors are suffering right along with them. I, I'd be the first one to, stay, to walk up to them and say, move the fuck out. Pack your shit and go. Oh, and after you move, Mayor, resign. This is your fault, not ours. And I do it with a with a pitchfork in one hand and all that good shit. Seven two four area code, go ahead. Seven two four, last chance, and you ain't getting another one. Goodbye. Well, you got you got to give them credit. Stupid is as stupid does. I mean, as far as the mayors go. So maybe gunslinger. I don't know. Maybe this is just a wild thought. Maybe now the people of Portland and the people of uh, St. Louis, the people of, Sa- of Seattle, maybe they need to uh, vote these stupid motherfuckers out and get some people in there with balls to stop to put a stop to this nonsense once and for all. I mean, me personally, 
I, I say the president should invoke the Insurrection Act. Seriously, he should well, invoke the Insurrection Act. Well, if you look at, at the evidence that is laid upon everything, the uh, President Trump made a trip to, what was that, Wisconsin, whatever that little town is, city, whatever it is up there, and um, peace and quiet. It's been peace and quiet for the past six days now. You know why? The very first feet on the ground was the National Guard. They haven't peeped. They, there's not even a peep out of that place now. Okay? Did it work? What do you think? Yeah, it did work. They put an end to that. And it didn't take but just just a few. It, just, it, it wasn't a whole invading army coming in. It was just just a scattered few, maybe a couple dozen or more or whatever. But it was it was a very limited amount of, of, of National Guard. And that's exactly what they – well, you see what happened. Why is the mouse now? Did it work? I think it did. Go ahead. Well, blabber buzz – Blabber Buzz is, report, is reporting, um, and I can't read it because the, half the headline is cut off. I can't read what, what he actually did, but uh, I think as, as before it got cut in half, uh, he ordered the funding of, of, for sanctuary cities like New York and San Francisco, uh, Cut off. Yeah, which that's means what I said. they lose billions. Yep. Well, according to this, according to this, my President Trump said, "My administration will not allow federal tax dollars to fund cities that allow themselves to deteriorate into lawless zones." That it, okay? Blabber Buzz screwed that up. That first paragraph that has nothing to do with. Defunding sanctuary cities. It had everything to do with the lawlessness, that's, with, with with all the, the the rioting and shit that's going on, and nothing being done about it. So I don't know how they got that's how they got one uh, mixed up with the other. Four two five, go ahead. You're not going to say anything. Don't bother calling back. Goodbye. Anyway, so this whole thing has nothing to do with sanctuary cities. It has to do with what I what we talked about last night. So I think Blabberbuzz got it, got it wrong because the, D.C., Portland, Seattle, New York City, those are the cities that where where all of the violence is going on. That's what he was talking about in, in in that paragraph, not the sanctuary cities. He didn't say anything about sanctuary cities, so I don't know how they got that so screwed up. Unbelievable. As soon as I read that first paragraph, I'm like. This is not defunding sanctuary cities. This is 
defunding cities that allow and that are allowing the violence to continue and escalate. You know? I thought it said in the title where it says it's going to defund cities like New York. There, there's not any yes. rioting thing going on in, in New the York. Headline said sanctuary cities, New York and San Francisco. But if you read right. the see, I remember last night I read the article about them deep about he's going to deep, deep he's going to take fun he's going to stop funding cities that allow the violence to continue. That, had, that wasn't. He didn't say anything about sanctuary cities. He was talking about the violence. So Blabberbuzz goofed. Everything in that article had everything to do with with the violence, not the not, not the fact that they're sanctuary cities. Because the courts shot down his his uh, plan to defund sanctuary cities. Now, of course, he's not saying that. Four two five, last chance, and you didn't get another one. <laughs> yep, you got yeah. it. Goodbye. Get fucking retard. <clears throat> but you know what? Maybe they didn't get it wrong. It just it just dawned on me. Maybe they didn't get it wrong. Think about this for a minute, gun. The courts said that that he could not withhold funding from sanctuary cities, right? But he's defunding these cities that quite literally allow violence, like rioting and looting and shit, and destruction of private property to go on on a regular basis and telling the police you cannot interfere with them. Federal tax dollars do help help law enforcement in these cities. It's just unfortunate that they're also sanctuary cities. Now I see why Blabberbuzz did it like that. But everything in that article basically talked about the violence, not necessarily the, the fact that it's a sanctuary city. Very clever. I should have seen that sooner. Oh, well. Can't win them all. Right, Gun? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, we could, I, hey, listen, I would love to win them all. I would, I would love to go to the store, buy a lottery ticket, right, and hit for the mega millions. I hit the mega millions. I- I'm retiring to a de- to a nice to a nice desert island, you know, nice uh, a nice sandy beach island, and just lay back on the beach and go, ha ha, motherfuckers. Uh, I'll get I'll get a sunburn and then I'll go back to New York, just for shits and giggles. Because <laughs> that's what'll happen. I, I, like you, I burn. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I I burn like a lobster. I mean, I'm wearing the the red shirt I'm wearing. I come close to that level of red. That's how bad it gets. And I can put sunscreen on till the cows come home, and it just doesn't help. 
All right. According to the following article, the Washington Post is saying that the election will end in violence unless Biden wins by a landslide. Yeah. This is from Breitbart, by the way. This came from Breitbart. The far-left Washington Post blackmailed the country Thursday with a threat framed as analysis that says only a landslide victory for Joe Biden can save us from violence. Really? Because the Post piece is both fake news and irresponsible, I'm, on, I'm not going to compound those sins by linking it here. By linking it here. Smart move on the, on the Breitbart reporter's part. The, post, the, the Post's tweet advertising the piece, which I also won't link. And this is, uh, by the way, the, the person who wrote this article, uh, this is from John Nolte. So John Nolte over Breitbart, got to acknowledge you, man. So if I'm reading it like it's in the third person, I apologize, but that's the way it comes off. Um, sums up the, the threat perfectly. The election will likely spark violence and a constitutional crisis, according to the tweet. In every scenario except a Biden's la- – try that again, George – except a Biden landslide – Our simulation ended catastrophically. Only a Biden landslide can save America from a national catastrophe. In other words, that's a nice country you got there. Be a shame if anything happened to it. The Post's bald-faced threat is couched in a piece of analysis that does not even attempt to be serious, especially in a country where, as uh, John Nolte wrote this, countless Democrat-run cities are on fire thanks to Black Lives Matter and Antifa, two left-wing terrorist groups who operate as brown shirts for the Democratic Party and media outlets like the Washington Post who regularly encourage and protect these domestic terrorists. Even more ludicrous, the Post's threat is only made possible by way of its cherry-picking of, quote-unquote, experts. They make it all so official-sounding. President Trump has broken countless norms and ignored countless laws during his time in office. And while my colleagues and I at the Transition Integrity Project didn't want to lie awake at night contemplating the ways the American experiment could fail, 
we realize that identifying the most serious risks to our democracy, here we go again, somebody calling this country a democracy when it's a constitutional republic, might be the best way to avert a November disaster. So we built a series of war games, sought out some of the most accomplished Republicans, Democrats, civil servants, media experts, pollsters, and strategists around and asked them to imagine what they'd do in a range of election and transition scenarios. A landslide for Joe Biden resulted in a relatively orderly transfer of power. Every other scenario we looked at involved street-level violence and political crisis. Now, John says here in this article, I swear I'm not making that up. I know it sounds like something I'd make up, especially something as hilarious as a transition integrity project or TIP, operating from the same Washington Post hellhole that led the fake news propaganda jihad for the Russian for the Russia collusion hoax coup plotters. But it's all real. I swear. Look it up if you don't believe me. Anyway, the Transition Integrity Project's war games, you can believe they used the term war games. Can you believe they did that? <laughs> Are staffed only with ringers. The quote-unquote, accomplished Republicans are all, and he does mean all, bitter, half-witted Trump haters, Michael Steele, Bill Kristol, and Trey Grayson. Hmm. On the other side are only Biden loyalists, John Podesta, Donna Brazell, Jennifer Granholm, not even one disgruntled Bernie bro. Bernie bro? Okay. Not even one. So the Transition Integrity Project asked six people who fucking hate Donald Trump something about Donald Trump, and the answer is not looking so good for Donald Trump. Integrity? Uh, Transition Integrity Project? More like transition rigged project. So even though Joe Biden supporters are right now, and John meant this wholeheartedly, burning down a whole bunch of Democrat-run cities, and Joe Biden has said almost nothing to stop them and plenty to encourage them, the transition rigged project talked to six people fucking hate Donald Trump and came to this bottom line. Brace yourselves, folks. I swear, I feel like I'm going to start, I feel like I'm going to bust a gut here on this one. John Nolte 
you wrote this, and you didn't intend it to be comical, but it's coming off as comical. Even though you were dead serious, it's coming off as comical. Because I'm trying not to laugh at certain parts of it. Well, it says here in the bottom line, excuse me, where are you Sorry about that. In every exercise, both teams sought to mobilize their supporters to take to the streets. Team Biden repeatedly called for peaceful protests, while Team Trump encouraged provocateurs to incite violence, then used the resulting chaos to justify sending federalized guard units or active-duty military personnel into American cities to restore order. Uh, Restore order, with air quotes there, folks leading to still more violence. The exercises underscored the tremendous power enjoyed by an incumbent president. Biden can call a news conference, but Trump can call in the 82nd Airborne. Yep, the 82nd Airborne, y'all. John, hope your trip. Here's something else. The transition rigged project war gamed in the quote-unquote narrow biden win scenario trump refused to leave office and was ultimately escorted out by the secret service but only after pardoning himself and his family and burning incriminating documents Uh, let me tell you what's happening here if trump wins the organized left and you can bet that includes media outlets like the Washington Post, uh, Washington Compost, to be more precise, intend to declare war on us, on you and I. Not a political war, but war war. That's what they're doing now. That's what the Democrat Party's and the media's brown shirts in Black Lives Matter and Antifa are doing right now in Kenosha and Rochester and Minneapolis and Portland and will do in any other place where an, exercise, where an excuse can be found or manufactured. The war is a hot war. If Trump wins re-election, it's going to get hotter. The Washington Post is warning us, Not just that there will be a war if Trump loses, but that we will be blamed for the war. Hey, we warned you if you didn't pay for protection, your store would burn down. Hey, we warned you if you didn't vote for Joe Biden, your store and your home and your car and your life would burn down. Uh, This is not a drill. This is a threat. Take this threat seriously. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself before it's too late to prepare yourself. John Nolte of Breitbart is the one who wrote this. And uh, I'll tell you something. I expect Democrats to lie, cheat, and steal this election, or at least attempt to. 
As far as uh, Antifa and BLM, they're going to start going into the smaller cities and towns. I'm not kidding. It's going to happen. I've got a gut feeling on that. I pray to God every day I'm wrong. I really do. But I don't think I'm going to be wrong on this one. I really don't think I'm wrong on this one at all. So brace yourselves, America. Sorry, I can't stop yawning now. This is just great. As if nothing else could possibly make me want to fall asleep and just... Oh, did I fall asleep on you folks? Sorry about that. Look, President Trump stands a hell of a good chance of winning. Remember, folks, I said in 2016, ignore the polls. Gunslinger will tell you. I said ignore the polls because they're lying to you. They kept saying that Hillary was the head. Hillary was winning in the polls and all this other bullshit. Well, guess what? She didn't win, did she? Because the polls fucking lied. Just ignore the polls. Go with your gut. All right. First of all, just to give you a little something to digest, think about this. Joe Biden cannot form a sentence. He really can't. He doesn't know how to form a sentence. I firmly believe that the 77-year-old is suffering from some form of Alzheimer's or dementia. This would be a disaster for our country if this aging piece of crap got in the White House. Because then that would mean if he, ended, if he was incapacitated by Alzheimer's or dementia, he would, the order of succession would then go to the vice president and his VP pick, which, by the way, did anybody notice that the only reason he picked Kamala Harris is because she's a woman and a woman of color? That's the only reason he really picked her, which I think is, the, which I think is racist and sick. Oh, yeah. He, picked her, he only picked her because she's a, she's a woman of color and she's a woman. They're on two different sides of the liberal fence. They're not on the same page. And anyone who believes they are, I've got some swamp land in every part of the country to sell you. Uh, Gunslinger, I don't know if you heard heard what I what I read in that uh, from that Breitbart piece. If you heard it all or not, of course I don't even know if you're back yet. Apparently not. 
Sorry, I was in the kitchen. I didn't hear anything. You give me the reader's digest. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll I'll make it even easier on you. Hang on a second. Let me fix it. Just fix one little thing here. Come on. Quit being a pill, computer. I'm going to put this article in the uh, Mixer chat room. Take a look at this real quick. And... Uh, you let me know what you think after on the other side of the break. We're gonna take a little. We're gonna take a break here, and we will be back in just a hot New York minute. But you know what? Tonight, now I normally don't do this. I don't do this that often, if at all. I'm actually going to. Uh, Put some music. Put a musical item up there for the for this break. Yes, I'm going to subject you to my singing. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Uh, there are folks, you know, who, who who seem to like it a lot. So, you must be doing something right. For those of you who remember the the movie and the and the subsequent TV series Mash, this I did. I even put up the back in, as a backdrop for the video. The Mash set. I'm telling you. Wasn't easy finding it either. Take this and we'll be right back.
alcoholic singing about white lightning. Go figure. Now I can just get it to play. Oh, it's going to be a pill. Bear with me. I'm trying to do this, folks, because I've got a cup of coffee waiting for me, and I don't want to get in cold. Oh, you've got to be kidding. All right, here goes nothing, I think. North Carolina way back in the hills With my old happy Addy had in the still He do wild lightning till the sun went down Then he fill in the jug and he pass it around Mighty, mighty wheezing, happy stones wheezing Ooh, wild lightning Well, G-Man, G-Man, grabbing his Searching for the place where they made his food. They were looking, trying to cook him, but my pastor kept on cooking. Why lightning? And my face turned blue. Lightning started flashing. Thunder started crashing. Why lightning? Well, G-Man, G-Man, loving news too. Searching for the place where we made his blue. There was nothing trying to cook him, but my traffic kept on cooking. Why lightning? 
Little cities get to came and he said, I'm tough. I want to drink of that powerful stuff. He took a little sip and he drank it right down. And I heard him moaning as he hit the ground. Mighty, mighty wheezing, Pappy's called squeezing. Ooh, white lightning. Well, G-Man, G-Man, Reverend Hills too. Searching for the place where they made his dream. They were looking, trying to book him, but my pappy kept on cooking. White lightning. broadcast anywhere. Firefox News Online. The FF NOP Radio Network. 347-945-5747. We're back. Lines are open. Broadcasting from New York, the Empire State, you're listening to Firefox News Online. And we're back here at Firefox News Online with approximately an hour and 23 minutes plus remaining in the broadcast, an hour and 23 minutes before we're done for the night. Yes, we're here. We're live, large and in charge from our studios in the Hudson Valley, and make no mistake about it, we are... Globally, the number one station in the nation. The only one that can make that claim to fame, especially with the stats I saw just the other night. I mean, you add up the stats between the video feeds and the radio feeds. Holy shit. I'm telling you, folks. I'm happy. But you know what? This broadcast does not do it alone. With the exception of the uh, retar- the retarded trolls, <clears throat> I've got some decent callers that do call in here once in a- every once in a blue moon. Gunslinger calls in every just about every night that I'm on the air. He's been he's a lo- this guy is the loyalist of loyal. For 11 of the 12 years I've been doing this, Gunslinger's been around. Oh, sure, him and I have had a few a few arguments over the years. We've yelled at we've yelled at each other, and probably called each other a few names here and there. But at the end of the day, we can agree to disagree on those occasions when we disagree. But you know what? This broadcast survives because of. You, 
everyone listening to this broadcast and everyone watching right now, okay, it is just that simple. But this broadcast comes out of my back pocket a lot of times. So I'm looking to you, America. If you would like to help keep Firefox News Online going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny, please, would somebody hand him a tissue? Uh, Sounds like he made it. I need about four or five damn ragweed. I hate this shit. (laughs) Brother, fellow fellow allergy sufferer, I do understand. Believe me. I'm sitting here. My nose is is being a pain in the freaking ass tonight. Um, But, folks, if, if you would like to see, if you would like to help keep Firefox News Online on the air, Send your non-tax-deductible donation to paypal.me slash Firefox News Online. That's paypal.me slash Firefox News Online. All donations are not, I cannot emphasize this enough, they're not tax-deductible. So, sorry, I'm not set up for that. Just not, nope, 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 nope. But all donations right back into the they go into this broadcast they help to pay for they help to pay for some of the broadcasting locations I deal with uh, if there's equipment needs that need to be met it helps there like I'll give you a prime example because I have to send I have to send physical letters in the coming days physical letters in the coming days with my Production company um, stationary. I have to send requests for interviews. So the paper I had, the ink I didn't have. So thanks to generosity, I was able to get a uh, get some ink. And by the way, I I did smart shopping on that one. Normally it would cost me close to seventy bucks to get the uh, the color and black ink cartridges for my printer. I got them for for about forty bucks. Smart shopping. Always look for the bargains. The cheap ones work just as well as the as the as the ones that go that are made by the company that made the printer. As you can see, equipment needs do have to be met there too. Um, just, just a quick question, real fast: Have you ever considered refilling the cartridges? I do it all the time. You know, I've often thought about that, but I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know if it can be done with these or not because um, these, yeah, these are cartridges for a Canon printer. Uh, yeah, Canon. I don't care what they are. They've got a little cord in there that you peel the little sticker off, and you pay, and you get a you order it online. That's why I do mine. You order a, a refill kit, which comes with a with a with a bottle of ink, okay, at black color, whatever you want, to, whichever cartridge that you're that you're doing, and it's got a little syringe in it, and you 
scoop up or suck up a pre-measured amount, and you just slowly inject the ink back into the cartridge because it's got a sponge in there. And when it fills up, put the little little sticker back on it. Brand new. And you can do it like five or six times, okay? And then after the five or six times, they'll, they'll usually dry out the little, the little printed circuit board on it, the little copper circuit board. What you do with that is mm-hmm. that you take a little solution of vinegar and water, just a little bit, you know, maybe an eighth of an inch in a bowl, and you stick the cartridge, the, the printed copper part, into that solution of vinegar and water, let it set overnight, and that dissolves any of the dried ink that's plugged up the little ports, and you get another four or five use out of it. Oh, yeah. You got all the time. I'm going to try it. Just put in printer yeah. ink, refill printer Yeah, Yeah, because I, I, I know that, that people do that, but with, with certain printers, I wasn't really sure if it could be done or not. I'll have to see about about that for... Um, the Canon, because I use a can. I have a Canon MX three hundred and forty. Any Canon that that has those little cartridges that you pull out, and you know you're play, replacing the little black ones, they can be done. Any of them. They all have the little port in it. I don't care if it's H Canon, um, name it. You know. Do you have a link to that? To the to one of the refill kits. Well, just Google it. I don't have a link handy. It's in my other computer, but. Just Google oh. um, ink refill. They'll come up with oh shit, hundreds of them that you can order online. It's cheaper. Right. It's well, only I'll like look, after the show, I'll look it up. I'm not going to do it during yeah. the show, but I'll look it up later after I'm off the air. Um, because well, listen, if if, if it can if you can if if it can be done, I'll I'll do it. I'll, I have no problem with that. Shit. A whole kit will run you about maybe twenty five bucks, twenty nine. But you can refill, you can redo it eight, nine times versus 40, 75 bucks a pop for them damn cartridges. That's ridiculous. I hate that. Right back. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Gunslinger, I, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but you are really overmodulated. Not again. Damn. Yeah, it's, 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 it's almost to the point of distortion. Hey, let me check the damn right. settings again. You know, they they mysteriously change by themselves. You know that. Uh, well, the only time they change on mine, I use Dragon Dragon Naturally Speaking to type letters yep, and is, emails and shit like that. Just as I fucking thought it. I goddamn adjusted this motherfucker before I called in. Now I had it down to four. Now it's ten. Now, I didn't even touch the motherfucker. Is, yeah, is, motherfucker. is the is is the is the not is the switch on it uh, on for for it to adjust automatically? No, it's to the left off position. Okay, that's crazy. Well, I don't know, I don't know why it would reset the way it would maximize to ten like that. Um, but now you sound much better. I can understand you much clearer. Yeah, I dropped it down to three and a half. No, you, you, it sounds perfect now. It really does. Here's my crochet. You know, here's my crochet. From the floor, my crochet. 
took well, it over. Never did do that. It never did that on me. I had it for a long time. Before Microsoft took over Skype, Skype used to work so nice. It was, it was really, and and when when and when Skype, when the people that owned Skype originally would update it, those updates worked every time. Microsoft taking over Skype was the end of communication civilization as we know it. So, um, I was watching the press briefing this afternoon from the White House. And boy, did those idiots... In, in the press corps, did they fucking screw up Royal? Their hypocrisy was showing so badly. They actually tried to convince Kayla McEnany that Trump said one thing when he actually said something else. They quoted, they misquoted him right there in the press briefing. They left out certain parts of his uh, of what he said. Their hypocrisy and their fake news ru- running rampant was showing. It's kind of like when a when a woman wears a slip under her skirt, and her slip is showing. It can be very embarrassing for her. Well, I guess the embarrassment hasn't level hasn't hit these media fuckheads. But she put them in their place so good. Oh, man. I mean, she literally let them have it. Uh, By the way, uh, Cherokee Rose watching by way of Periscope.tv. In regards to the refills, Gunslinger, she said, wow, you can refill them. Yep. I guess I'm guessing that Cherokee Rose didn't know that. I don't think a lot uh, of people yeah. do. Um, yep. I knew. I just never could. I never knew where to get the, the refill kits from. So I'm going to look it up later. And um, she went on to say, learn something new every day, laughing out loud. And yes, indeed. Firefox News Online bring, has, has guests on the call line that... It, that will bring you information that is quite informative. Hey, that's why I'm glad Gunslinger has been so loyal to this broadcast for all these years. Not only is he a lot of fun, he's also a guy who's got some good information to share. Some and, and, and mm-hmm. See, see, Gunslinger, you've been sticking around with this broad, with this show for the last eleven years, going on twelve years, and. Little did you know, you became a celebrity. Yeah, you were a celebrity before before my show, anyway. But that's beside the point. <laughs> hey, listen, Lone Star State would be lost without you. I'll tell you that right now. They would. They'd be lost without you. Um, but yeah, no. The, 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 getting back to the press briefing. Uh, thing the 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 
journalists, the reporters that were in in there, they tried everything, you know, to you know to stick it to the president, but uh, McEnany wasn't having any of that shit. Have you seen one of her press briefings in full? She doesn't spend a lot of time in there. She gets right to the point. Well, yeah, she don't, as you know, as the old saying goes, she don't be around the bush. She gets right to the point, which is good. You know, why well, sit there and listen to all, you know, just a mumble jumble, get to the point, but, you know, hear what you say, have, have to say, you know. Yeah, I mean, short, sweet, and to the point. That's the way to do it. The, the thing is, though, Gunslinger, you know, I don't think the I don't think I don't think these uh, these reporters from the from the uh, from all these outlets, I don't think they're 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 used to the way she operates. You know, I I firmly believe they they're of the mindset. Okay. They're of the mindset that uh, they think she's a pushover. And she is definitely no pushover. She ain't no pushover. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she ain't no pushover. That's for damn sure. <laughs> she's, a, she's, a, she's a hot little wire, we like to say, in the fucking electrical trade. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of get the impression that... Uh, If you're going to say something that's outright bullshit, don't say it to to, to Kaylee McEnany because she'll call you up on the carpet and she'll let you have it in triplicate. You know, one of the the stark realities of what of what a press secretary goes through, and we and over the decades, I've seen a lot of different press secretaries. Uh, many of them would just get eaten alive by the press corps. They would. They would get eaten the fuck alive. And I don't know, maybe it's just me, but you know what kind of a what what does it take for a person to you know to realize that this 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 gal is no pushover, okay? She's no pushover at all. So, so I mean, Gunslinger, over the decades, we've seen press secretaries, uh, like, l- look at uh, Sarah Sanders. 
she wasn't a pushover. She let you know she gave it she gave it as good as she got. You know? Yeah, I mean she uh, she was a ball fire. I mean there ain't no doubt about that. She didn't take she didn't take no shit off nobody. Especially the Acosta or whatever the fuck fuckhead is. Well still fuckhead. <laughs> Well, I remember when um, Ari Fleischer was press secretary. I believe that was during the Bush administration, George W. He, there was no way, I I couldn't get a, a, I couldn't get any kind of a read on this guy. You know, because he he looked like the kind you know, he looked like he was okay in the job and everything, but there was something about Ari Fleischer that just did not fit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Dana Perino, who's a Fox News Channel uh, talent, I don't call them anchors or or journalists over there. I call them talent. I mean, that's all they are. But Dana Perino was a press secretary. I remember when she did the job. That woman should not have been a press secretary. I'm sorry. She did not have the stomach for it. But what are you going to do? All right, so going through some of the other headlines of the, of today for the last day or so. Uh, by the way, President Trump says Americans should ins- should ensure mail-in vote is counted. And that's what, by the way, that's what the press secretary, uh, McEnany, was talking about today. Because apparently the, the, me, the, the mainstream media was uh, pouncing on him and leaving out certain lines of what he said. With just two months until Election Day, the president is ramping up his message to Americans to participate in democracy. Earlier this week, he suggested citizens should try to vote twice to test the functionality of the mail-in ballot system. During an interview, White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany clarified the president is not encouraging anyone to do anything unlawful, She explained the president instead wants people to be confident their votes are tabulated amid the whole new fraudulent system of mail-in voting. And you know what? I'm going to play a clip here. because This this is going to help to explain this a little better. 
Hang on a second, folks. While I bring this up on the other computer. And we know how slow the clip computer is these days, uh, don't we, folks? <laughs> yes. Well, it could be worse, I suppose. I feel like the Jeopardy theme should be playing when I'm waiting for a page to open on this crazy laptop of mine. (laughs) Oh, you've got to be bloody kidding me. Oh, there it is. Bless you. Yes, all the way from Texas. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very you much. You heard it here. You heard it here first, folks. A Texas-sized belch. Now if I can get now, Kelly, do you acknowledge that it is illegal? Hang on a second, folks, while I fix this. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to open it there. Give me a break, dude. Illegal in this country to vote twice in the same election. Are you referring to the president's comments earlier today? I'm just asking you a basic yes or no question. The president does not condone unlawful voting. Uh, the president's been very clear about this. I'm once again not surprised the media is taking the president out of context. Do you recall what the president said on this matter specifically? I, I, have, I have it right there. Sure. Okay, maybe you should read it out for me then. Okay, so the, the, the president said that, that you should go to your poll, you should vote early by mail. And you should go either uh, early voting or day of and try to vote again. So he is asking people to vote by mail and then to go down to the polling place on election day and to vote again if their vote has if, if they can't confirm their vote has been counted. You're missing a very crucial line from the president's remarks. If it is not tabulated, meaning your mail-in vote then you will be able to vote in person if it is not tabulated. Yeah, this there, is there why are at least five states in this country that they do not count any mail-in votes until election day. So those votes won't be counted until afterwards. So that there's no way to know whether or not they're voting. There's there. a very simple answer, and this is how it works. First, a lot of states have what are called electronic poll books. And what this means is that in real time, this is updated. So if your vote is counted, they check the electronic poll book, and you will not be able to vote in person because your vote has been counted. Um, There's a secondary situation. So those who do not have electronic poll books, every single state in the country, you can cast a provisional ballot. And that is a ballot that is there. And if you're your vote that you have not mailed in is not counted, they will then count the provisional ballot. And that is exactly what the president's referring to. But what Democrats are doing is saying this, we want an entire new system for voting, one subject to fraud. Don't take it from me, take it from Jimmy Carter, uh, who said in 2005, as part of a bipartisan commission, absentee ballots remain the largest source of potential voter fraud. So what Democrats want you to do is say, trust us, 
but don't verify. Don't verify that your vote's been counted. This president's trying to enfranchise Americans, which is exactly what he's been saying. He wants every American to have a vote because he understands what Jimmy Carter understood and what so many of, of us understood until the president started putting the focus on mail-in voting, and that was this, that it is subject to fraud. Every vote should count, and every American should verify that their vote is counted by going to their polling I'm location. I'm the executive Stop. director of the North Carolina Board of Electors who says that this would be create a big problem in election year. What I would say is that the president has laid it out very clearly. You should verify your vote, and not only that, I would appoint uh, them to the fact that in 2016, before we tried this entire new system of mass mail-out voting, 319,000 votes were not counted that were cast by mail. 319,000 in an election that came down really to 80,000 votes in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. That's untenable, and hundreds of thousands more will not be counted with the Democrats' fraudulent mass mail-out voting system. The president wants enfranchisement, plain and simple. John. Thank you. So there you heard it, folks. A reporter actually mis misquoting the president. Mainstream media at its finest. But she stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. She did. She just let it be known. What do you think, Gunn? Well, you know, I couldn't have said it better than she she just said it. I mean, she's not gonna she's not gonna let them get take advantage or, you know, try to, you know, pull some hanky panky there. Like I said, she shoots from the hip. Okay. Like Texas saying like to say, shoots from the hip and rightfully so. You know, they need to be treated like children, <laughs> you know. The reporters, because most of the time they act like children. <laughs> we can we can we can we can behave silly, some of us. But yeah, you're right. They need to be treated like children because sometimes they act so childish. And when, especially when when she calls on another reporter and. The previous reporter decides he's not finished yet. Uh, if I were if I were in the press secretary's position, the first thing I would do is I would turn to them and say, "When I call on the next reporter, you're done," and it goes to the next person. That's called common courtesy. Let's see if we can exercise some decorum. You know, that's just me. That's just me. So the president is you know, is trying to make sure that people's votes count. When it comes to this mail in stuff. My concern with the mail in voting is the is the potential for fraud. Possibility that it could change. Now, during the New York during the New York primary, I was sent at my previous address a um, uh, an absentee ballot. 
I was sent an absentee ballot, and I didn't request it. Come to find out, there were no polling places for the primary. Now, why that happened, I don't know. And I meant to ask the Board of Elections when I was there to update my voter registration so I could vote in November. And it's like, wow, really? But I, I, I don't know. This, this whole thing is, is really, uh, it's insane. Attorney General Bill Barr spoke on sending feds to polling booths. We've done this before, he says. Now get a load of this. Attorney General William Barr has said sending federal law enforcement to polling locations on election day could be considered legal. On Wednesday, he noted such a move could be warranted if there is a particular criminal threat. Last month, President Trump announced he is planning to send federal officers to polling locations to prevent voter fraud this November. However, Acting DHS Secretary Chad Wolf has since stated that is not within the Homeland Security Department's jurisdiction. Despite this, Barr is pushing back. According to him, the federal government has done this before. We've done so in the past to enforce civil rights, to make sure people were not being harassed, and there, there was no suppression of a vote against African Americans, he stated. Both Barr and Wolf have said President Trump has not directly spoken with them about plans to send federal officers to polling stations. However, both the Attorney General and the President have raised concerns about election fraud amid the influx of mass mail-in voting this year. How many people remember when the new Black Panther Party had people outside the polling stations? Remember that? I brought that up on this broadcast at the time. Oh, yeah. I remember. And yeah, and, and, and that's the kind of thing that the president is talking about, where you've got people out there intimidating voters. Voter intimidation is a very real threat to our constitutional republic and our voting system. So would I support the president sending uh, federal law enforcement officials to polling stations to make sure that voters are not intimidated and that, so that and that they can vote their conscience and vote freely without fear of intimidation by outside agitators. Yeah, I do support that. What? I think it's a good idea. Wasn't a few of them, uh, them Black Panther idiots, weren't they armed, if I remember correctly? Was it guns or they were carrying baseball bats? They were carrying uh, yes, yeah. baseball bats, 
makeshift batons. Yeah, they they had they they were carrying weapons. Yeah, not, not guns, so, but they were carrying yeah. weapons of sorts. Yeah, so why weren't why weren't they not arrested? I thought you can get arrested for carrying a weapon, which would be considered a weapon. I don't care if it's a baseball bat or a, you pick up a two by four. That can be considered a weapon. Why weren't they not arrested? I thought that's a federal offense to carry weapons on the grounds of a polling place. It's like it's like you know when you get when you get your CHL, there's there, there's places where you can't carry a gun. One is a bar, unless it derives more than fifty one percent or less than fifty one percent of its sales from alcohol, or a bank, for example. You can't carry a fucking gun in, into a bank. I don't care if it's open carry or constitutional carry or whatever. You get in a lot, a lot of trouble, okay? You might get shot, too. I think you might be robbing the bank. So why weren't they arrested and charged with a federal crime? That's a good question. I, I, because, honestly, uh, I believe it, it, you know, it, it to do so, okay, because if you're standing within 500 feet of the polling station and you're standing there in a show of force, to intimidate voters, <laughs> that's a that's a crime. Okay, and yes, they should be they should have been arrested. Why they weren't, I don't know. But let's look at when what was happening. This happened during the 2016 election. Who was still well, yeah, occupying it, the White House at the time? Well, yeah, you know who was, yeah. But you know it it, it it should be it should be mandatory because you know a number of years ago uh, I was carrying my my CHL and I went up to the uh, city hall to uh, pay the water bill right okay I left a gun out in the out in the car it was secured in the car because you can't carry it into a, into a government building and I had a leather pouch on my side that I carried it right. Well, it still showed the impression of the gun because the pouch was made out of leather. When I had, you know, because I had my shirt open or a jacket or whatever, but it was out. The weapon was out in the car, right? So I'm standing in line at the weapon to pay the water bill, and there's about two people ahead of me, and, and all of a sudden I turn, and there's two fucking cops standing right there, right, right behind me. Uh, sir, uh, are you carrying a gun? I said, no, it's out in the car, and I showed him a card and everything. I said, okay, well, it looked like somebody called in. They said, it looked like you had your gun on. No problem. Have a nice day. So, see my point? <laughs> no, I, I do see your point. And, and yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, it's that kind of precaution that should be taken, you know, if you're if you're if you're licensed to carry, okay, and you are out there uh, going into a federal building or or a federal installation, and you know you can't carry that weapon into that place, secure your weapon in a lockbox in your vehicle, and then you should have no problem. But if you're if if you're Wearing a like a leather pouch like you were talking about, where the impression of the weapon is still there, and they 
and they and it, at first glance it looks like you're you're still packing. Yeah, they're going to confront you on it, and and they should, you know, because that's their job. Um, once you show that it's an it's it's empty, and you explain to them it's in a lockbox, you know, in your vehicle, boom, that ends it right there. But my advice to anyone is don't carry a weapon in your vehicle. Don't carry a weapon on you going into a federal installation. Okay? Not a good idea. I've been getting uh, a lot of emails from the New York GOP, which I didn't sign up for, but I've been getting them anyway, which kind of threw me for a loop. So I'm still trying to figure out how that happened, but oh well. Pelosi is still getting backlash over that uh, that wash and blow dry business. Boy, she is she she opened a can of worms that is is is, is she's getting she's getting it stuck to her butt good. Well, you heard you heard the latest on that. I don't know if I, I don't know if you heard or not that she's going to have to move her business now, okay, because she's getting death threats. Okay, I read that today. the The owner, the salon owner, is getting death threats. Okay, she said she was even scared to fucking go and had, she had somebody else pack up the the salon, so she's going to have to move someplace else. Get a, get a load of that. All because of that wicked witch fucking had to had to open her fucking goddamn sl- their pie hole. Fucking cunt. God, that makes me mad. <clears throat> well, get this. Her daughter, Christine Pelosi posted on Twitter something from Solomon APC. Okay? And it reads as follows. This office represents the interests of Jonathan DiNardo, a California certified cosmetologist based out of San Francisco, California. In response to press inquiries on the matter, <clears throat> Mr. DiNardo can confirm that he did indeed that he indeed did provide professional stylist services to house 
Speaker Nancy Pelosi on August 31st at the e Salon in San Francisco, California. Now, Mr. DiNardo, at all times, took all requisite safety measures throughout his appointment with Speaker Pelosi, including sanitation of all service areas and wearing of CDC-recommended protective equipment, and thereafter ensured the premises were similarly sanitized following Speaker Pelosi's departure. Mr. DiNardo has worked at eSalon for approximately six years and regularly communicates with the salon owner, with, with the salon owner, Erica Kaos. Erica Kaos. In fact, Mr. DiNardo received advance approval from Ms. From Ms. Kaos the day prior to the appointment during a telephone discussion on August 29th 2020 at 9.26 p.m., wherein Mr. DiNardo advised Ms. Kaios that he would not proceed with Speaker Pelosi's appointment without Mr. Without Mr. Kaios' authorization. Ms. Kaios took special interest in the appointment during this telephone call, wherein she made several vitrolic and incendiary comments about Speaker Pelosi and her purported responsibility for temporarily suspending operations of Ms. Kaios's business, despite such orders actually being put into place, not by Speaker Pelosi, but by Governor Gavin Newsom and San Francisco Mayor London Breed. Ultimately, Ms. Kaios authorized Mr. DiNardo to proceed with Speaker Pelosi's appointment. This office is in possession of photographs, videos, and witness information that Ms. Kaios, contrary to her prior statements to the press, has actually been operating her business during the stay-at-home orders and similar ex- executive orders limiting in-store operations since as far back as April 2020. Ms. Kaios is seen on photographs and video footage styling various clients' hair, ignoring social distancing guidelines, and not wearing protective equipment masks, as recently as a few days prior to Speaker Pelosi's arrival at E-Salon on August 31st. What's more, Ms. Kaios has also been actively encouraging and almost almost forcing stylists to operate at E-Salon to violate such orders for her own financial benefit in the form of receiving lease payments. The fact that Ms. Kaios is now objecting to Speaker Pelosi's presence at Salon, and from a simple surface-level review of Ms. Kaios' political leanings, it appears Ms. Kaios is furthering a setup of Speaker Pelosi for her own vain aspirations. Mr. DiNardo's name has now been dragged through the mud for simply following Ms. Kaios' recommendations he wishes to move forward with his efforts to earn an income and asks that his privacy be respected during this time. Further inquiries may be directed to, and of course, they give an email address. Uh, and this is signed by Matthew Solomon, Solomon Poor, Esquire, partner Solomon APC. 
So Nancy Pelosi's daughter is furthering the narrative that it was all set up by the salon owner, which is a bold-faced fucking lie. An absolute bold-faced fucking lie. Now, what sane thinking human being is going to believe Speaker Pelosi was set up and believe all this bullshit about the salon operating even while it's been shut down? I don't think she was, I don't believe she was operating while shut down. I really don't. But Speaker Pelosi's actions and her words have since done severe damage to this salon owner. And Gunslinger, I think you said that she's now she's now having to she's gonna have to now move her business. Yeah. <clears throat> she uh, says she's so scared that she won't even she's having somebody pack all the stuff up. She's gonna have to move among death threats. First, what the article I read earlier today. <clears throat> well, this just goes to show the hypocrisy of the liberals. Don't do as I do, do as I tell you mentality. I'm sorry, but something's got to give. You know, something has to give. And hopefully it will give in the form of voting these stupid motherfuckers out of their seats. The president of Portland's police association has called on city officials to allow police to do their jobs on Wednesday, Daryl Turner said the police could proactively stop a lot of violence if the city council and police commissioner would step back. Turner previously claimed the city was set up for tragedy after $15 million was cut from the police budget. He reiterated police don't have the ability to step in and help. Introducing our district attorney, including, excuse me, including our district attorney, who just came into office and already said there are certain violations and crimes that he will not prosecute related to the protests, added Turner. He noted gun violence has surged in Portland while 911 calls are going unanswered. Now, I'll tell you something right now. If these liberal dickheads would step back and let the police do their job, this violence could be stopped. But Democrat governors and Democrat mayors in the towns where this is all happening, again, I cannot stress this enough, it is their fault that the police cannot do their job. If you if you if you uh, look in the FFNO uh, posted earlier today, 
that there's a video from the Orange, Orange County Sheriff. Uh, listen to what he says. You'll find it interesting. Uh, would this be the Polk County Sheriff? I believe it's the uh, yeah, it's the County Sheriff. Is I think it's thirty seconds long or something like that, right? It's about 45 seconds long. It's it's uh, the Polk County Sheriff. Yeah, yeah, Polk County or whatever. Right. It yeah, let me let me put this in the FFNO and I'll I'll bring it up on the uh, on the on the other computer. So let's see if we can't do that. Eh? All right, here we go. Keep your fingers crossed. Am I play? Do anything in social media, but we have received information in social media that some of the criminals were going to take their criminal. Okay, give me a second, folks. I have to make adjustments to the volume because that's really loud. Do anything in social media. But we have received information in social media that some of the criminals were going to take their criminal conduct into the neighborhood. I would tell them if you value your life, you probably shouldn't do that in Polk County because the people of Polk County like guns. They have guns. I encourage them to own guns. And they're going to be in their homes tonight with their guns loaded. And if you try to break into their homes to steal, to set fires, I'm highly recommending they blow you back out of the house with their guns. So leave the community alone. Oh, oh, let me play that one one more time, folks. You have got Isn't to it- hear this again. Isn't that Wait, wonderful? Let me play that clip one oh. more time. It's great. That's I wow. love it. That's why I'm going to play it a second time. Gunslinger, I got to play this again. You understand <clears throat> social media, but we have received information in social media that some of the criminals were going to take their criminal conduct into the neighborhood. I would tell them if you value your life, you probably shouldn't do that in Polk County because the people of Polk County like guns. They have guns. I encourage them to own guns. And they're going to be in their homes tonight with their guns loaded. And if you try to break into their homes to steal, to set fires, I'm highly recommending they blow you back out of the house with their guns. So leave the community alone. I'm telling you that to the sheriff of Polk County, two thumbs, Way up. That was that was great. Now that now that's a that is a constitutional fucking sheriff. You got it. That is a constitutional sheriff, ladies and gentlemen. That is perfect. I mean, oh. No ifs, ands, or buts. That would 
old to encourage the people to have their weapons ready to tell these fuckheads that are committing violence you go in this, you 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 try to break into somebody's house in Polk County I'm encouraging the residents of Polk County to blow your ass out the out the building ooh that tells me that home invasions ain't going to happen too often in Polk County, if ever. That's, that's the way it should be in every fucking county from coast to coast. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, tell me about it. I mean, wow. That is just... I, I'm actually speechless here. I, I really am. I mean, to hear that kind of... To hear something like that just speaks volumes. It really does. But... Bear in mind, not every county, um, not every county is going to be like that, but they should. And I agree with Gunslinger; they should. Unfortunately, in New York, they're not going to be like that. Not that they, not that, not that. I'm, I mean, I don't know what the Dutchess County Sheriff would do but I have a sneaking suspicion if the Dutchess County Sheriff is, is a constitutional sheriff, he's liable to be just like this guy here. I would love to, I would love to find out if, if he agrees with that statement. Because I'll tell you what, somebody tries to home invade my fucking house, They're going to be met with a business. They they will be met with a with the business end of something that they didn't bargain for. I guarantee it. I have no problem defending my home. Whatsoever. So. For all you folks in Polk County, you heard what your sheriff said. Now you know what you can do. So if these Antifa BLM thugs decide they're going to try and bust into your house, lock and load, baby. Lock and load. President Trump was in North Carolina for the 75th anniversary of World War II victory. I'll put this clip on in just a second here. Hold on. There we go. Excuse me. And here it comes. I hope this plays okay. 
75 years ago on Wednesday, America and the world celebrated victory in World War II. For this momentous anniversary, the president headed down. I know that was a loud, so I'm going to make adjustments again. Here we go. 75 years ago on Wednesday, America and the world celebrated victory in World War II. For this momentous anniversary, the president headed down to Wilmington, North Carolina. There he boarded the battleship North Carolina to commemorate Wilmington as a World War II heritage city. American warriors did not defeat fascism and oppression overseas only to watch our freedoms be trampled by violent mobs. This afternoon, my administration is formally recognizing the city's exceptional contributions to victory in the Second World War. It is my tremendous honor to officially designate Wilmington, North Carolina, as our nation's very first World War II heritage city. That's a big deal, our nation's very first. Wilmington, congratulations to you all. North Carolina was an essential state during World War II. Over the years, 20,000 workers of the North Carolina Shipbuilding Company built a whopping 243 ships for the U.S. Navy. But it wasn't just ships North Carolina contributed to the war efforts. It was also in North Carolina that more American servicemen trained for combat than any other state in the Union. 360,000 North Carolinians fought in the Second World War. This act of memorializing history comes amid turmoil from the left, who have dedicated the summer of 2020 to the tearing down and vandalism of historical monuments, not just from radical mobs, but from leadership in the Democratic Party as well. Just one day before the Wilmington event, Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, who sits on the National Capital Memorial Advisory Board, put out a report urging to remove or, quote, contextualize the landmark Washington Monument and Jefferson Memorial, among others. President Trump and his White House have made clear defacing monuments or removing federal property would not be tolerated, an official position that has resonated on the campaign trail. President Trump's stance preserving history, protecting monuments, is a message the Trump campaign seems confident will resonate with North Carolinians going into November. North Carolina is considered an imperative swing state with its 15 electoral college votes. Wednesday's trip to Wilmington marks President Trump's visit to the state, a state he won in 2016 by four percentage points over Clinton. Chanel Rion, One American News, the White House. So, talk about not only being part of history, but now making more, but adding to that history. That that I now that's awesome. And I challenge any Democrat, any liberal fuckhead in the Congress, or any liberal fuckhead in the Senate, or both, to say he was wrong for doing that, because you you get some backlash for that shit real quick. Especially from the families of World War II veterans. My father was a World War II veteran, and I would I would be the I'd be quick to speak up against you if you did. So liberals, you best mind your p's and q's. Okay, 
on this one. Leave it alone. Don't do anything stupid. Because I guarantee I don't need a microphone to run my mouth. What do you think of that one, Gun? Well, yeah, you absolutely did the right thing. I mean, you know, they should be prosecuted. Uh, I'd tack on five more years for being fucking stupid, okay? Because if you're going to do something that stupid, then you're going to pay. You're going to do the crime, you're going to do the time, okay? Uh, it's But they think in their mind that they're actually accomplishing something, which they're not. Uh, but again, it goes back to that great big-ass word, stupidity. There you have it. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, you've got people who, um, who look who look at this, and they'll they'll hear about the you know the the statues being taken down and and the uh, and all that stuff, but and then ignore the fact that he spoke up about. World War, that he was there to speak on World War II and what North Carolina did during the Second World War. I mean, uh, as far as I'm concerned, every state in the country that had, that had something to do with, with helping with the war effort uh, should be recognized for it. They really should. Um, what we saw in this country during WW2, okay, I I only know it through history, and that, you know, not the revisionist shit that they're teaching now, but actual history, the, um, the, 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 the situation in our country was such that they actually made pennies out of steel because they needed the copper for the war effort. Um, you had tire drives for the war effort you know, because they needed the rubber for the war effort. There was a lot that was being done in this country, in 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 every just about every state, North Carolina was was the biggest help, as you just heard, you know, with the shipbuilding and stuff. So, hey, way to go, North Carolina! You are you you are in the history books even more than ever before. Congrats, congrats. So, you know, acting DHS Deputy Secretary. Cincinnati is predicting election results day after election. Now, I'm not sure how that's 
how how that's you know, I'm not sure if that's you know just his own gut feeling, his own his own personal feeling on this. But uh, tell you what, I've got a clip here for it. But let's see what let, let's find out what's being said on that front as soon as the page loads. Open sesame. <clears throat> okay, that's better. Joining me remotely, the Deputy Secretary for the Department of Homeland Security, Ken Cuccinelli, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we're hearing a lot about potential voter fraud, mail-in ballots versus uh, absentee ballots. Can Americans trust the results of this election? By and large, yes. I mean, I was a state attorney general, and, and every state has to uh, keep an eye on its own goings on. And, and um, But you noted an interesting distinction. <clears throat> um, absentee ballots, where an actual voter has to request a ballot from the central system versus a system where they just mail them to every registered voter um, I have genuine concerns with those systems. Now, some of them have been in place for a long time, uh, Washington and Oregon, um, but some of them are brand new. And the combination of the requirements for security in those circumstances with the fact that they've never tried this before, you know, remember the Romney campaign that tried out its voter contact device on election day? It's never really good to beta test your system on election day and there are some states like nevada that are doing just that effectively and uh, those states particularly concern me is the new ones to the mail out a ballot to everybody um where uh where you don't have experience implementing security systems behind it yeah so going to the poll to vote in person versus using a mail-in ballot or an absentee ballot obviously eliminates some of the margin of error but under the pandemic and the coronavirus there may be some people who are scared to go to the polls what's your recommendation first of all for those who are frankly medically frail um secretaries of state of both parties all over the country are working to make sure those people can access voting, for instance, via absentee and so forth. We're trying to avoid significant lines. And if I could make one comment about something people should look for on election day, and that is no result. We are actually going to count slower this time because of the security mechanisms that have been put in place and the paper backup, the paper balloting, that now is gonna be over 90% of ballots. And that's a form of security. You can recount paper ballots. If all you use is this electronic machine that counts things up for you, all you can do is retabulate everything that happened on that machine that day. It's a much more confident way for us to vote as a nation, but it takes longer to count. And some of the longest counting states are going to be Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and New Hampshire among, the, uh, among swing states and Georgia is using new technology. So those five states, all in the eastern half of the country, are going to take longer to tally up their votes. And it doesn't mean something has gone wrong. 
It actually means things are working right. So I just don't want people to reach midnight on the East Coast and say, oh, my gosh, we haven't heard from Pennsylvania yet. Somebody must be stealing something. No, no, they don't start counting their absentee ballots until that day. None of those states other than Georgia do. And so with the increase in absentee balloting, it's going to take longer to actually know who won the race. I think the earliest that we're likely to have an idea of the result is the next day. And by that, I don't mean like 6 a.m. I mean more like the middle of the afternoon of the day after the election. Sir, thank you so much for your time. I'm so grateful, and it's always a pleasure and an honor to speak with you. Want to see more? So, based on what he said, it sounds to me like there's going to there's going to be accountability in this election, and we could know the results as early as the next day. You know, the day after election day, which is just which is great by me. I, I'm, I'm happy with that idea. I'm just you know I'm just a little leery about this vote by mail in the first place because again the potential for voter fraud is still quite real. Having heard what was just said, Gunn, what do you think? <clears throat> well, yeah, it's a it's I would say it's a good idea. I mean. You know, you, you're going to have to um, try to do as much as you can, okay, uh, to prevent voter fraud. I mean, because you know, again, this is going to be probably the one of the greatest elections again this this year, okay? Uh, because we better continue with Trump, or we are going to be fucked up big time if Sleepy Joe and Hamilton gets in there, okay? It's going to be a disaster, but I'm just as certain as you are that Trump's going to land by win by a landslide. There ain't no doubt about that. But yeah, I mean it's um, it's always good to have a backup, but you know it's you're going to have to really count their toes on this one, you know, and keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> Go ahead. Well. I've I've been saying from from the onset that he's going to win by a landslide because based on what happened in 2016 and because of what's happened over the last four years, uh, I can safely say without fear of contradiction, uh, there is going to be uh, there's going to be a major victory for the Trump campaign. People are so sick and tired of the, of every single stupid maneuver that the Democrats pulled in the last four years between the Russian collusion, the Mueller report, you, uh, you know, the, then trying to invoke Ukraine collusion and stuff like that. Watch what happens, though. I got a, I got a, a bad feeling, though that the Democrats are going to try and say that uh, the Trump campaign committed voter fraud. Watch, mark my words. I got a feeling that's going to, that's going to be, that, that's going to happen. They're going to, they're, they're going to be ready to say that shit real quick. If he wins. And it's my hope that the Congress 
uh, turns Republican and the Senate stays Republican. Because if, if the Congress turns and, and flips Republican and the Senate stays Republican and he wins the election, the Democrats are all but screwed. So one of the things that, that I think uh, we that we the let me try that again. One of the things that I think we we can uh, look at here uh, with this year's election. I mean, we're only here. We are in September. We've got October and then November, election day. I think what 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 we really need to focus on is making sure that the elections go off smoothly. And the best way to do that is for people to be aware of their surroundings when going to the polls, those who will vote physically, like I will, and go there. And if people are going to use absentee ballots to vote, I'm going to make a really good suggestion here. All of you that are going to do absentee ballots, if you have a printer, scanner, fax type of printer in your home, before you mail it off, after you fill it out, scan it. Scan a copy of it into your computer. Why? Because then you can turn around and retain that copy for yourself, and if it, and if voter fraud is going to happen, you can turn around and say, well, no, I voted for Trump. Here's the proof. I scanned this in my computer before I sent it in. This is who I voted for. When I vote, when I fill out my ballot, I'm going to take a photo, I'm going to take a snapshot of that ballot before I hand it over. And I'm going to make damn sure that I have it so that when it goes through the machine, it, it shows that I voted for President Trump. But Gunslinger, what's the one, what's the one possible, the one thing that comes to mind for you that could be a problem, a very serious problem on election day? What do you see as the potential threat to the voters? Well, the the main threat is, well, Democrats in general. That's the main threat, okay? Uh, You know they're going to try something with all the shit that they've done in the past, bringing people in from out of state, letting dead people vote. I don't, it doesn't surprise me that they wouldn't do shit like that. Hell, they've done it in the past, okay? And this is a very important election again, just like 2016 was. So do you put it past them? Uh, no. I mean, they're, they're going to they're gonna squeal and jump and paw the ground and pass out and, and do all kinds of shit. 
because they know that they they've they've basically lost. Okay, they know they've lost. Okay, they 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 just so damn stupid that they just don't want to throw in throw in the towel. But they're going to try anything that they can, anything desperate that they can, you know, throw up and maybe something will stick. But obviously it's not going to. But you know, Trump Trump's going to shoot in a winner. He's definitely a shoe in. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, my biggest concern with this election, okay, and 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 I and I really mean this. I'm concerned with voter intimidation at the polls. That's my biggest concern. People trying to intimidate folks to vote for Biden. And if, I'll tell you right now, if somebody walks up on me and says, you are voting for Biden, right? I will turn to them and say to them right to their face, not in a billion years would I vote for Biden or any Democrat. And if they try to intimidate me, I'll tell them, look, keep trying to intimidate me, there, motherfucker, and you're going to be on the business end of my fist. Walk away <laughs> while you still can. What you need to say is there, George, when they say you're voting, you're voting for Biden, right? And you say, yeah, I'm voting for Trump. See how they react. Reverse <laughs> <laughs> psychology. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tell them, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm voting for Biden. I'm going to vote for Biden. Like, hell, I'm voting for Trump, motherfucker. I'm voting Trump. So, you know, it, it's it, it, folks, if, if anyone tries to intimidate you into voting for Biden, just tell them, yeah, I'm voting for Trump. And tell those people that try to intimidate you to vote for Biden to kiss your ass and you'll mark the spot. Was, I, I, that that's what concerns me with, with this election. As important as this election is, the potential for voter intimidation is out there. It happened in 2016 when the new Black Panther Party tried it, and look where it got them. Got Trump elected. This is something that needs to be dealt with as quickly as as it happens. So, folks, don't let anyone intimidate you into voting for Biden. If you're voting for Trump, vote for Trump. Because once you go through those doors, once you walk into that polling place, who you are voting for is who you're voting for. And if you're voting Trump, what are they going to do? Stand behind you while you fill out your ballot? That ain't going to happen. So... They could try to intimidate you, but don't let them. Don't let fear dictate your actions. Be certain in your in your convictions. Vote your conscience. But most important of all, vote in person and vote this November. Now I've said this before and I'll say it again. Firefox News Online Productions fully endorses for re-election President Donald John Trump. 
I make no secret of that. We've endorsed this president because this president has done, done great by this country. And he's proven time and again he is a leader. Well, that'll do it for this edition of Firefox News Online. Thanks to Gunslinger, to Cherokee Rose, watching by way of Periscope.tv, and, of course, uh, Royal WC, who was here for a brief period, and, of course, all of you watching and listening by archives. We'll be back again on Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, and 7 Pacific Time on the multiple broadcasting platforms used by the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. For the comments I made, that's the way it's from my perspective. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you so much for being here. And as always, y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask. Gunslinger, thanks again, brother. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. You can catch the links to Firefox News Online's broadcast by going to facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. That's facebook.com slash FFNOIBN. For the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Networks. Hey, we'd like to hear from you, so send your comments to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Also, any stories or topic ideas you might have, we'd like to hear from you. Send to WeReport at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's WeReport at firefoxnewsonline.com. Again, thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. I'm George Sinzer. Thank you so much for being here. We'll catch you next time. That's all, folks. So let it be written. So let it be done. (laughs) 